We'll start in just a moment. O oh, send out thy light and thy truth, that they may lead me, and bring me unto the ho thy holy hill, and to thy dwelling. O oh, Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 95, in place of the Benite. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving, and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. In his hand are all the corners of the earth, and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his, and he made it, and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. Today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation, and as in the day of temptation in the wilderness. When your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works, forty years long was I grieved with this generation, and said, It is a people that do err in their hearts for they have not known my ways, unto whom I swear in my wrath that they should not enter my rest. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalm 92 It is a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord, and to sing praises unto thy name, O Most Highest. To tell of thy loving kindness early in the morning, and of thy truth in the night season. Upon an instrument of ten strings, and upon the lute, upon a loud instrument, and upon the harp. For thou, Lord, hast made me glad through thy works, and I will rejoice in giving praise for the operations of thy hands. O Lord, how glorious are thy works! Thy thoughts are very deep. An unwise man doth not well consider this, and a fool doth not understand it. When the ungodly are green as the grass, and when all, when all the workers of wickedness do flourish, then shall they be destroyed forever, but thou, Lord, art the most highest forevermore. For lo, thine enemies, O Lord, lo, thine enemies shall perish, and all the workers of wickedness shall be destroyed. But my horn shall be exalted like the horn of an unicorn for I am anointed with fresh oil. Mine eye also shall see his lust of mine enemies, and mine ear shall hear his desire of the wicked that arise up against me. The righteous shall flourish like a palm tree, and shall spread abroad like a cedar in Lebanon. Such as are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of the house of our God. They also shall bring forth more fruit in their age, and shall be fat and well-liking. They that may show how true the Lord my strength is, and that there is no unrighteousness in him. 
Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the second chapter of the first book of Kings. Now the days of David drew near that he should die, and he charged Solomon his son, saying, I go the way of all the earth. Be strong, therefore, and prove yourself a man. And keep the charge of the Lord your God, to walk in his ways, to keep his statutes, his commandments, his judgments, and his testimonies, as it is written in the law of Moses, that you may prosper in all that you do and wherever you turn, that the Lord may fulfill his word which he spoke concerning me, saying, If your sons take heed to their way, to walk before me in truth with all their heart and with all their soul, he said, You shall not lack a man on the throne of Israel. Moreover, you know also that Joab the son of Zariah did to me, and what he did to the two commanders of the armies of Israel, to Abner the son of Ner, and Amasa the son of Jether, whom he killed. And he shed the blood of war in peacetime, and put the blood of war on his belt that was around his waist, and on his sandals that were on his feet. Therefore do according to your wisdom, and do not let his gray hair go down to the grave in peace. But show kindness to the sons of Barzillai the Gileite, and let them be among those who eat at your table. For so they came to me when I fled from Absalom your brother. And see, you have with you Shimei the son of Gera, Benjamite from Baharim, who cursed me with a malicious curse in the day that I went to Mahanaim. But he came down to meet me at the Jordan, and I swore to him by the Lord, saying, I will not put you to death with the sword. Now therefore, do not hold him guiltless, for you are a wise man and know what you ought to do to him, but bring his gray hair down to the grave with blood. So David rested with his fathers and was buried in the city of David. The period that David reigned over Israel was forty years. Seven years he reigned in Hebron, and in Jerusalem he reigned thirty-three years. Then Solomon sat on the throne of his father David, and his kingdom was firmly established. Now Adoniah, the son of Haggath, came to Bathsheba, the mother of Solomon, and she said, Do you come peaceably? And he said, Peaceably. Moreover, he said, I have something to say to you. And she said, Say it. You know that the kingdom of my, he said, you know the kingdom was mine, and all Israel had set their expectations on me that I should reign. However, the kingdom has tur- turned over, and it has become my brother's, for it was his from the Lord. Now I ask one petition of you, do not deny me. And so she said to him, Say it. Then he said, Please speak to King Solomon, for he will not refuse you, that he may give me Abishag the Shum- Shunammite as wife. So Bathsheba said, Very well, I will speak for you to the king. So Bathsheba went to King Solomon to speak to him for Adonijah. And the king rose up to meet her and bowed down to her and sat down on his throne. And he had a throne set for the king's mother, so she sat at his right hand. Then she said, I desire one small petition of you. Do not refuse me. And the king said to her, Ask it, my mother, for I will not refuse you. So she said, Let Abishad the Shunammite give given up Adonijah your brother as wife. And King Solomon answered and said to his mother, 
Now, why do you ask Abishag the Shunammite for Adonai? Yeah. Ask for him the king also, for he is my older brother, for him and for Abiathar the priest, and for Joab the son of Zariah. Then King Solomon swore by the Lord, saying, May God do so to me, and more also, if Adonijah has not spoken this word against his own life. Therefore, as the king lives, who has confirmed me and set me on the throne of David my father, and who has established a house for me, as he promised, Adonijah shall be put to death today. So King Solomon sent by the hand of Benai the son of Jehoiada, and he struck him down, and he died. And Abiathar the priest, the king said, Go to Ananthoth, to your own fields, for you are deserving of death. But I will not put you to death at this time, because you carried the ark of the Lord God before my father David, and because you were afflicted every time my father was afflicted. So Solomon removed Abiathar from being priest to the Lord, that he might fulfill the word of the Lord which he spoke concerning the house of Eli at Shiloh. Then news came to Joab, for Joab had defected to Adonijah, though he had not defected to Absalom. So Joab fed to the, fled to the tabernacle of the Lord and took hold of the horns of the altar. And King Solomon was told, Joab has fled to the tabernacle of the Lord. There he is by the altar. Then Solomon said, Benaiah the son of Jehoiada, saying, Go strike him down. So Benaniah went to the tabernacle of the Lord and said to him, Thus says the king, Come out. And he said, No, but I will die here. So Benaiah brought back word to the king, saying, Thus said Joab, and thus he answered me. Then the king said to him, Do as he had said, and strike him down and bury him, that you may take away from me and from my house of my father the innocent blood which Joab shed. So the Lord will return his blood on his head, because he struck down two men who were more righteous and better than he, and killed them with the sword, Abner the son of Ner, the commander of the army of Israel, and Amasa the son of Jether, commander of the army of Judah, though my David, father David did not know it. Their blood shall therefore return upon the head of Joab and upon the head of his descendants forever. But upon David and his descendants, upon his house and his throne, there shall be peace forever from the Lord. So Benaiah the son of Jehoiada went up and struck and killed him. And he was buried in his own house in the wilderness. The king put Benaiah the son of Jehoiada in his place over the army. And the king put Zadok the priest in the place of Abiathar. Then the king sent and called for Shimei and said to him, Build yourself a house in Jerusalem and dwell there. Do not go out from there anywhere. For it shall be on the day you go out and cross the book Brook Kidron, know for certain you shall surely die. Your blood shall be on your own head. And Shimei said to the king, The saying is good. As my lord the king has said, so your servant will do. So Shimei dwelt in Jerusalem many days. Now it happened at the end of three years, the two slaves of Shimei ran away to Akshish, the son of Makkah, king of Gath. And they told Shimei, saying, Look, your slaves are in Gath. So Shimei arose, saddled his donkey, and went to Akshish at Gath to seek his slaves. Shimei went and brought his slaves from Gath. And Solomon was told that Shimei had gone from Jerusalem to Gath and had come back. 
Then the king sent and called for Shimei and said to him, Did I not make you swear by the Lord and warn you, saying, Know for certain that on the day you go out and travel anywhere you shall surely die? And you said to me, The word I have heard is good. Why then have you not kept the oath of the Lord and the commandment that I gave you? The king moreover said to Shimei, You know, as your heart acknowledges, all the wickedness that you did to my father David. Therefore the Lord will return your wickedness on your own head. But King Solomon shall be blessed, and the throne of David shall be established before the Lord forever. So the king commanded Benaiah the son of Jehoiada, and he went out and struck him down, and he died. Thus the kingdom was established in the hand of Solomon. Here endeth the first lesson. Blessed art thou, Lord God of our fathers, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou for the name of thy majesty, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the temple of thy holiness, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou that beholdest the depths and dwellest between the cherubim, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou on the glorious throne of thy kingdom, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the firmament of heaven, praised and exalted above all forever. Here beginneth the twelfth chapter of the second letter of Paul to the Corinthians. It is doubtless not profitable for me to boast. I will come to visions and revelations of the Lord. I know a man in Christ who fourteen years ago whether in the body I do not know, or whether out of the body I do not know, God knows. Such a one was caught up to the third heaven. And I know such a man, whether in the body or out of the body, I do not know, God knows. How he was caught up into paradise and heard inexpressible words, which it is not lawful for a man to utter. Of such a one I will boast, yet of myself I will not boast except in my infirmities. For though I might desire to boast, I will not be a fool, for I speak the truth. But I refrain, lest anyone think of me above what he sees me to be or hears from me. And lest I be exalted above measure by the abundance of the revelations, a thorn in the flesh was given to me, a messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I be exalted above measure. Concerning this thing, I pleaded with the Lord three times that it might depart from me. And he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in wickedness. Therefore, I, most gladly, I would rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in needs, in persecutions, in distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. I have become a fool in boasting. You have compelled me. For I ought to have been commended by you, for in nothing was I behind the most eminent apostles, though I am nothing. Truly the signs of an apostle were accomplished among you with all perseverance, in signs and wonders and mighty deeds. For what is it in which you were inferior to other churches, except that I myself was not burdensome to you? Forgive me this wrong. Now for the third time I am ready to come to you, and I will not be burdensome to you. For I do not seek yours, but you. The children ought not to lay up for the parents, but the parents for the children. 
and I will very gladly spend and be spent for your souls, though the more abundantly I love you, the less I am loved. But be that as it may, I did not burden you. Nevertheless, being crafty, I caught you by cunning. Did I take advantage of you by any of those whom I sent to you? I urged Titus and sent our brother with him. Did Titus take advantage of you? Did we not walk in the same spirit? Did we not walk in the same steps? Again, do you think we excuse ourselves to you? We speak before God in Christ, but we do all things, beloved, for your edification. For I fear lest, when I come, I shall not find you such as I wish, and that I shall be found by you such as you do not wish, lest there be contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, backbitings, whisperings, conceits, tumults, lest when I come again my God will humble me among you, and I shall mourn for many who have sinned before and have not repented of the uncleanness, fornication, and lewdness which they have practiced. Here endeth the second lesson. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he hath visited and redeemed his people, and hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us, to perform the mercy promised to our forefathers, and to remember his holy covenant, to perform the oath which he sware to our forefather Abraham, that he would give us, that we, being delivered out of the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. And thou, child, shalt be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation unto his people, for the remission of their sins. Through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high hath visited us, to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, <clears throat> and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O God, make clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us.
Keep, we beseech thee, O Lord, thy church with thy perpetual mercy, and, because the frailty of man without thee cannot but fall, keep us ever by thy help from all things hurtful, and lead us to all things profitable to our salvation. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, defend us thy humble servants in all assaults of our enemies, that we surely trusting in thy defense may not fear the power of any adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings, being ordered by thy governance, may be righteous in thy sight, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Good morning. In the Old Testament, yesterday we began the first book of Kings. There are two things going on in the first two chapters of this book. The first thing is that we're seeing the final days of King David, who transformed the nation of Israel into a great kingdom, united the northern and southern kingdoms, and subdued Israel's enemies on all sides. Now, while he's still king, he is frail and in his dying days. He was 30 when he began ruling the southern kingdom, and it says he reigned 40 years over Judah and 33 years over the United Kingdom. Since we know he was 30 when he became king, that means he's about 70 years old as he dies. The two books of Chronicles parallel the books of Kings, and the equivalent to today's reading is the 29th chapter of 1 Chronicles. In that chapter, the epitaph for David is, So he died in a good old age, full of days and riches and honors, and Solomon his son reigned in his place. The other thing that is going on is that there's a messy fight over succession. One thing that the Old Testament makes clear that, as with other rulers in the Near East, Polygamy had an earthly benefit for David and other leaders of Israel by providing more heirs that would keep the line going. But by having multiple sons by multiple wives, it also created more rivalry and intrigue over succession. The Bible names at least 20 sons of David by eight wives, and there appear to be others who are not named. The stakes here are highest because David has finally created a united kingdom is worth fighting over. His first son Ammon was killed by his third son Absalom, who then fought unsuccessfully to seize the throne and lost that fight and was killed. Here the fourth son, Adonaiah, will also fight and die after his failed attempt to usurp the throne. David, in his wisdom, believed Solomon was best suited to succeed him. This choice is, is supported by Nathan, a godly prophet who had not failed to chastise David when he was going against God's will. The choice of Solomon is then therefore clearly God's will, and God will generously bless Solomon. At the same time, Solomon will plant the seeds of the fall of the house of David. While God made a promise to David through Nathan that your house and your kingdom will be established forever before you, and that promise was renewed in this passage, However, we know that that promise is not to be fulfilled through the efforts of earthly men. Instead, it was only fulfilled through the only human who ever fulfilled, who ever fully kept God's commandments, Jesus, his only begotten Son. Meanwhile, 
In the New Testament, St. Paul is continuing his second letter to the troubled church at Corinth. As in all his epistles, he's trying to explain how the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ, has changed the life of God's people forever. A major theme throughout this letter is the proper way to approach suffering and adversity. The letter speaks frequently of grief and sorrow. Paul, the former Pharisee, is the most articulate and prolific of the apostles in developing our understanding of Christian theology. At the same time, as this passage famously says, a thorn in the flesh was given to me, a messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I be exalted above measure. Paul is basically saying he knows he needs to be humbled, and so it's God's will that he be humbled. But paired with this suffering is the promise of God's grace, a constant theme in this chapter, as Paul explains. I pleaded with the Lord three times that it, the thorn, might depart from me. And he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, most gladly, I will rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. This is Paul's lesson about the proper role of suffering. As we overcome and triumph over suffering, we live out the evidence of God's grace in our lives and in the world. This is the last, next to last chapter of this epistle. On Monday, Paul will exhort the Corinthians to be faithful and obedient as they live together in God's grace. Now resume the service of morning prayer. Almighty and everlasting God, from whom cometh every good and perfect gift, send down upon our bishops and other clergy and upon the congregations committed to their charge, the healthful spirit of thy grace, and that they may truly please thee, pour upon them the continual dew of thy blessing. Grant this, O Lord, for the honor of our advocate and mediator, Jesus Christ. Amen. O God, the creator and preserver of all mankind, we humbly beseech thee for all sorts and conditions of men, that thou wouldest be pleased to make thy ways known unto them, thy saving health unto all nations. More especially we pray for thy holy church universal, that it may be so guided and governed by thy good spirit, that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth, and hold the faith and unity of spirit, in the bond of peace and in righteousness of life. Finally, we commend to thy fatherly goodness all those who are any ways afflicted or distressed in mind, body, or estate. that it may please thee to comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities, giving them patience under their sufferings and a happy issue out of all their afflictions. And this we beg for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we thine unworthy servants do give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love in the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory, 
And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise not only with our lips, but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service, and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be all honor and glory, world without end. Amen. Almighty God, who has given us grace at this time with one accord to make our common supplications unto thee, and has promised that when two or three are gathered together in thy name, thou wilt grant their requests. Fulfill now, O Lord, the desires and petitions of thy servants, as may be most expedient for them, granting us in this world knowledge of thy truth, and in the world to come life everlasting. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Happy Saturday to all. Joel, Robert, thank you for your assistance this morning. Thank you. Oops. Thank you, Carl, for thank leading you. us. Have a thank good you. day.